How are we there, guys? And welcome to another episode of the Smashing Crossbar Podcast. It's been a while. Welcome back, everybody. My my name's Josh, as always, joined by Benny. How are you, buddy? Not too bad. It's been a while since we've done one of these, eh? Oh, I know. It's been a while, absolutely. I've been flat out training, bloody football training, stuffed me around a bit. And obviously, the new ground was getting built and everything else. So it's friggin' they mixed up our training days and all that sort of shit. So oh, here's no. what it is. We deal with it. We move on. But um, welcome to everyone in the chat. Maddie's already here. Lukey's already here. Um, before we get into our special guest, big shout out to Gabriel Mark Tomatrist, our major sponsor. Um, be sure to go down and see the guys there at Jesmond for all your eye care needs. Um, so, yeah, pretty much on today's show, guys, we are joined, lucky enough to be joined by Ben Homer, uh, another fellow Novocastrian. If you guys haven't heard of him, um, obviously before tonight, you definitely will. As, as he speaks, I'm sure you'll get that sort of... <laughs> Um, where, where do I know that voice from? And that's where it'll be, the big barit- baritone, I would call it, voice. But, yeah, anyway, guys, um, other than that, we're going to talk a bit of A-League. We'll talk a bit of, obviously, the whole Super Cup, Super You mean the Super League that doesn't exist anymore? Super League, <laughs> 2021 to 2021. Um, and, obviously, everything in between. I think the Joey's got their fixtures as well for the um, Olympics. And yeah, I, tough group. I believe it was a pretty tough group, so we'll get into that as well. Mary's here as well. Welcome. But anyway, we're going to get underway because um, I'm sure he's got plenty of stuff to do, plenty of research and everything else to do before the weekend's games ahead. Ben, how are you, mate? Yeah, g'day, Josh. G'day, Ben. How are both of you? Going well, thank you. Nah, we're, we're good. Uh, yeah, absolutely fantastic, mate. As good as can be. Um, how's, um, how's, how's life treating you, mate? How's... COVID, well, obviously we haven't, you know, haven't spoken to you before. So how was COVID for you, mate? How was that? How was that to get through? Actually, it wasn't the funnest period, but you know, it's one of these things where I look back and and think um, there were a lot more people. Well, even at the time, I was thinking about this. You know, there's a lot of other people who are doing it a lot worse than me, but um, you still you still have your difficult moments. Um, and uh, the difficult bit for me was. But I probably had a – I didn't have too many games left that season of last season that I was meant to commentate. Um, so it wasn't really that much of an impact in regards to when the season sort of stopped, I think, uh, what was it, February, March. Um, it was more so when it came back because uh, the way it worked out was because of the cash-strapped nature of, of sport, um, Fox weren't – taking freelancers on or using freelancers for commentary for the back end of last season. So that was a, a bit tough for me to sort of um, deal with at the time, but I totally understood it. And, and if I was a business like them, I would have done the same thing. It's all about um, cutting costs in, in difficult times. So I, I totally understood, but it still, it still doesn't make it any less difficult. So when they came back from the, from the break from COVID, um, yeah, it was it was a bit tough actually. Um, it was a bit hard because uh, I wasn't involved for a, for a period of time. But then once, and I was wondering, I was thinking at that point, you know, is this it? You know, am I going to get another opportunity? Because I was thinking I may not because this is the way they might operate w- moving forward. Um, so I really started to make sure I. It, the benefit that came of it was me just um, doing a lot more research into 
other sports, for example, because rugby league being from Newcastle, I've always been a massive rugby league fan, but AFL, and I've, I've been a Swans fan for however long, but I haven't um, followed the AFL in depth as, as much as I probably would like because it clashes with, with the league. And I really focused on that was trying to just do some commentary practice on AFL. So therefore, what it really taught me um, was you cannot, and I was going into going into it. I was never going to pigeon my whole pigeonhole myself as football because you know I'm keen rugby league caller as well. But what it did teach me is you've got to be able to call a whole lot more than just a couple, maybe, and really branch out and be across absolutely everything you possibly can. Um, yeah. So that's what I would say. I really learnt out of what was a bit of a challenging period through COVID. And the other benefit for me was I was still at uni. I finished off uni last year. So I had that to take my mind off it all as well. So um, mm, yeah, yeah, I was happy with sort of how it panned out. But at the start, yeah, it was a bit challenging. Yeah, well, that's it. Obviously, Newcastle luckily wasn't too affected. Obviously, the NPL and everything else went ahead and everything so forth, which is good um, compared to, say, down here with Ben and I in Victoria. Where everything virtually just shut down, we had no no outlet at all. It was um, it was chaotic, wasn't it? it was, mm, six and a half weeks off work. It was crazy. I'm lucky I didn't have to go through that. It was an essential, but um, but yeah, it was crazy. Obviously, speaking about that, I was going to touch on that. I was going to say, I'm sure you had plenty of time to um, for your uni work. I believe it was um, <laughs> what is it? A double degree, um, communication and law, I believe. Yeah, I um, yeah, communication law and. Before you, you're probably going to ask this. <laughs> Being a journal, I'm, I, I'm thinking of the questions that might get asked. So one is probably, why did you do law, you know? Um, and the main reason was uh, when I finished uni, I knew I wanted to go into the media, yeah. but uh, I needed a, I needed a something else as well as a communication degree because I just thought it wasn't enough for me in the sense that if it didn't work out in the media sense, having that law degree background could help me get um, some work elsewhere in the legal profession, obviously, but also um, going down a path of, say, I wanted to work for a sporting organisation or in sports admin or that kind of thing. Yeah. So that's why I did the law degree. But I, know I, I probably always knew that I didn't want to be a lawyer, but it taught me so much and I would never go back and you know, five years ago and say, no, I'm not going to do the law degree. Because a couple of years in, I was actually thinking of pulling out. A few people gave me some advice and said, do not just do it. You know, it's three more years of your life and that's that's Mm. it. And I just, what it taught me was it just taught me to be a better writer, to just do analysis in a better way, teaching me skills that I use in journalism, for example, in court reporting or that kind of thing, um, where you really, you've got to know exactly the lines that you can't cross otherwise a trial's going to get thrown out or you know you're going to be um you're going to defame someone all that kind of thing so it taught me so much in in that regard and it was fascinating i met so many great people that are going to be fantastic lawyers as well which is going to be exciting to see them go about um you know their work in the coming years so yeah it was it was a great experience i must say going through that and yeah, there was so many aspects of the law that I didn't know about going in that I, I know about now, which is great. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. We always said, yeah, big congratulations, mate, because yeah. no way in hell I'd be doing it. <laughs> no, you know, you know what I'd love to see in the courtroom though. What? Ben Homer versus uh, Claire Coelho. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's that's an interesting one, Ben. That is an interesting one. No, Claire's doing a fantastic job. And, and can I just say credit to Claire because she was the year above me. So I had a every now and then uh, in my second last year, I had some classes that she was in. Um, and for her to balance that with playing for the W League side is is superb. So yeah, massive yeah. kudos to her. Ab- absolutely. So, well, obviously, as we were saying before, um, you know, Nova Castrian is surrounded by sport. Um, obviously, you know, the early days, obviously, KB United Breakers, etc. Then the Knights and everything else. Um, was was media something that you grew up wanting to sort of do, or was there other other things you were thinking of, say year six or so, when you is it about that time? I can't remember now. It's been that long since been out of school. When you write your what you want to be sort of thing. Yeah, well, I don't know, Josh, if you've been stalking my Twitter, but um, <laughs> <laughs> you might have, <laughs> you might have been. But, but what I can say is, um, uh, in year six, um, I, or all that article actually, I think it was written a few weeks. I, I said um, that I wanted to be an NRL referee. So growing up, massive rugby league fan. Um, and I just always, <laughs> I don't know why, but I wanted to be a referee. So I did some touch footy refereeing because my parents were, were, you know, high quality touch footy players. And, you know, it wasn't fun, the abuse, et cetera. But I, but I got over that and I still refereed for a few years, like at Gala Days for school and all that kind of thing, which was which was fine. Um, and then it was probably like, it's probably around year nine or year 10. So maybe like, was I 14, 15? I sort of worked out that I wanted to go down the media path, but it yeah. made me think back to when I was a, a kid because I used to play games of footy in the hallway yeah. um, with my brother, uh, just for the mini footy. And I used to commentate games and I didn't think about it at the time, but looking back, I go, hmm, maybe it was meant meant to be um so yeah it was around that time i literally couldn't tell you what it was that took me down that path obviously a love for sport i always loved sport um but there wasn't a a clear-cut moment and then i uh, did some work experience at the i did not work experience i went in and um yeah yeah it was work experience i just went in and watched craig hamilton uh some people might know him in newcastle abc newcastle rugby league commentator absolutely awesome bloke and he um yeah he was doing the show and i came in and sort of watched everything behind the scenes and i thought yeah this is fun i went and watched him call a a game jerry collins as well another commentator he was he was calling in in newcastle um i think one week when hammer was off six so and then i thought yeah i'm keen on this um and that yeah that was the point forward where i um yeah where i really developed that passion for for media suppose it's a good um oh well, the chat's just going ben speaks very well well yes he's a trained journalist <laughs> you, two, you two boys do as well so don't, uh, <laughs> don't undersell yourself i was about to say <laughs> for the, for, considering the first thing we turn around and say to people is we are not journalists and we are not trying to be 100 <laughs> not trying to be journalists absolutely um well yeah obviously <clears throat> obviously everyone in the chat most most of them obviously from uh, nova catherine's themselves and everything else i can remember First hearing you, obviously, um, when I when I sort of first moved to Melbourne, because I was like, 
what am I going to do? You yeah. know what I mean? I, I'm, I love my MPL. You know, I love watching the Buds go around, played for the Buds, pretty much all my juniors and everything else, and what the hell. And then I come across Bar TV. Bar TV. And, everything, and I was like, mate, happy days. Whoever's come up with this, they're onto a winner here. Because then you're, cause you looked at it and it was like the MPL was being done and then obviously, you know, the Rugby League and Union and AFL and everything was there. It was just like the happy days. And then I, I remember listening to you commentate a bit on that. How did how did that all come about? Did you just rock up there as well and just go give me the mic? Or <laughs> well, it's it's a bit of a yeah, it's a bit of an interesting one. So my first sort of experience doing some broadcast was 2013 at the um, Special Olympics, which was here in um, Newcastle, and I was I just volunteered um, just regularly on the track, um, and I was helping with the the athletes um they'd take off their jumpers and stuff pre-race and i'd carry the basket down to the finish line so i did that <clears throat> for a couple of days and the guys on the mics i thought oh, i'd love to do that you know it'd be a lot of fun so mm. i went down had a chat to them and said oh you know i'm sort of keen on this kind of thing would you be up for um you know me joining you and these two blokes uh some people might know them. They're massive in the running community. Dave Robbo Robertson and um, oh. Andrew Dodd, yeah. and and they were yeah they were calling the the running. So I got involved in that. It was <laughs> awesome. Um, and then I did a little bit of announcing at our rowing regattas at at Newcastle um, for a couple of years. And then the next year there was this event in town called the Lake Macquarie International Children's Games. Now. My old cricket coach, he was one of the volunteers involved in that. And he um, was involved in the, I think he was like the highest up volunteer. And he um, was chatting to the one of the organisers who was looking for someone to sort of do some hosting or, or of their um, daily um, web stream show. And and he said, you know, I know a bloke who um, who would be really keen. So I had a win and had a meeting, had a chat. And they said, yeah, we're keen to get you on. So effectively i did that hosted the web stream for uh, three days with um with abby tweed who was the other host and we also hosted the the opening ceremony myself abby and wilson um hosted that which was fantastic apart from the thunderstorm which came but um so that was a great experience but what happened was on the last day they had the final of the boys football now it was going to be broadcast by the abc they were going to do it as sort of like a an outside broadcast, but there was issues with the um, there was issues with the wiring or something. They couldn't get a signal. Not a hundred percent sure. And I said to the Bar TV guys who were actually doing the filming for us, they were getting the highlights for all for the show from all the sporting events. I said, "You guys stream stuff. Let's call, let's go and do the game." So I went and actually called it with Dave Robertson who was there helping out with us, who I, you know, uh, was at the Special Olympics with the year earlier. And we called the game between Scotland. It was a team from Scotland and Poland. Anyway, so <laughs> we did the game and then Bar TV said, oh, we'd love to get you involved in football the next year um, because we need a football caller for the NPL. Um, and they said, we know you're really keen on on league, but um, we'd love you to, to do football. And I... And, to just go back a couple of steps, I probably really got into the Jets probably around 2012, 2013, because a couple of my mates from school said, let's join up as members. 
And I said, yeah, I'd love to. And from that point, that was where my love for football began. So by 2015, I was like, yeah, that would be awesome. I, mean, I don't, I just love to do that because I was right into it. Um, and then 2015, I, I, um, yeah, began calling for Bar TV. My first game, first few games are probably absolute rubbish, but um, yeah, it, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. So, um, and it's been, it's been an absolute um, dream to work with some of the guys there, and and the guys that I call with, Chris Turner, yeah. mainly, yeah. Um, Damien Smith as well, who's been there. He's been a bit busy with work. He's uh, he's pretty busy with his day job these days. But um, yeah, I couldn't have asked for a better group of guys to have met through that and um, and called with. To be honest with you, they've been massive. Massive yeah. helps. Yeah. No, I'm, I, I ended up hitting a while back, actually, because obviously borders, you know, we're, well, we're flat out now, but with, with coaching and playing and stuff like that. But, you know, there's nothing down here. I would love to obviously, like, for Bartow to get involved down here with, you know, the MPL or, you know, even the, even, there's like four MPLs down here. That's the biggest thing. It's just so big in Victoria. Two. Soft. Two, yeah, two, two MPLs. But obviously, even State League, the State League yeah. one is still, Pretty, it's still pretty, pretty out there. Um, ended up, you know, almost almost come about a couple of months ago. Actually, they hit me up and said there was something going on, and I couldn't do it. So he's open one one day. Join join the bar TV team. Well, I've, I've got I've got a question for you, man. Little off the cuff, you said that you um, you and a bunch of mates got uh, your first Jets memberships in around 2013. How many of them to this day are now still actually Jets members? <laughs> they both would be. There was three of us. Um, and I'm pretty sure they both are. Yeah, one of them. One of them is definitely a member. The other one may not be, but it's not for the perp. It's not because they're not playing well. I'll say that it would be related to he's does a lot of um, active stuff on the weekends and is out of town a lot of the time. So yeah, no, no, they're loyal. They're loyal. I'll say that. They say he, he knew damn well where I was going with that line of questioning. <laughs> um, obviously, we got some through, through in the chat as well. Uh, your favourite NPL game you called? Oh, geez, that's it. Or a memorable that's a real... one that sticks out? Yeah. Um, yeah. Let me just – I've got to rack my brain. There was one in 2015 where Western played Magic. It was 4-3. That was, a, that was an absolute cracker. Um, and we had we've had those semi-finals. Oh, I don't think I could go past. Um, it would have been twenty seventeen. I'm pretty sure, and it was Olympic and Magic, the second leg of the semi-final. Yeah, where they played there at Darling Street, and it was mm. incredible. The crowd, because uh, Rob Vigili, I remember, was. I'm just trying to think in my head. So, 2015 Grand Final was um, obviously Edgeworth played in that and won. Um, uh, then the next year, they beat, that's right, they beat Olympic 2016. Maybe it was 2016. I think it was 2016, actually, yeah. because um, they beat Magic that year, didn't they? I don't have it in front of me, but they beat Magic and Magic made the grand final because they beat Olympic in that. So, yeah, that was the year. And Rob Vigili wasn't able to coach from the sideline. So they had Bobby Numov and Michael Bolch was at Olympic and it was the most incredible, dramatic finish. Magic scored two late goals. Um, 
yeah, I'll probably go with that. Another like another honorable mention is the Maitland win against Magic, but yeah. that was more so because I was happy with how the commentary came out with with Maitland scoring the last minute. I think I said something like the Maitland miracle. So 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 I don't think that was a brilliant game. I think the best game would probably be that in terms of drama from the start to the finish was that Olympic um, magic game from 2016. Um, Mary's just put in there, who, who is your mentor and idol as far as sports commentators go? Who do you, who do you look up to? Oh, gee, I'm going to leave someone out here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'll say okay. people that have given me one, person that has given me a lot of advice down the years and I've gone over and got a lot of feedback from him is Jerry Collins who um, used to work for ABC Grandstand just actually lives around the corner from me and um, yeah he's been massively helpful really really good like giving me feedback on any commentary that I sent him Um, obviously Craig Hamilton here in Newcastle just working with him, any advice, any issues that I've had, you know, ask him, what do you think about this? He's been, yeah, he's been great as well. Um, um, Simon Hill and Speedy, like I uh, would have contacted Simon a few years back before I was doing stuff for Fox and he's given me feedback and Speedy as well. Speedy's always yeah. been so easy and helpful for any questions or pronunciations. Everyone knows Speedy loves his pronunciations. Oh, so. yeah. <laughs> Always, always, yeah, yeah. So, um, those are the ones off the top of my head. Yeah, um, it's it's a big one. There's so many. As you talk, talking Australian commentators, and it's just so many. You know, even I've I've got to I've got to say this one. Alistair Nicholson as well. He um works for ABC Grandstand. He is a he is a brilliant commentator, Alistair. Um, one of the best in the country, and he he when I was like. This would have been like 20. I could tell you what happened. He was commentating the Brisbane International and Leighton Hewitt was in the final. So remember the year Leighton Hewitt played in the Brisbane International final. That would have been the year that um, that I would have contacted Alistair. So it was like probably early part of this decade. And um, he's, he still responded to my Twitter message. I sent him a message saying, hey, Al, you know, would you be up for a chat? And um, yeah, he still... He still yeah. responded and had a chat to me, you know, and that that goes to the person he is. Yeah. So and he's and he's given me feedback to this day as well. So yeah. 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 It's pretty good, honestly. In all honesty, like I said, I've had the pleasure of having a chat with um Adam Peacock, um Simon Hill. Simon Hill. Um, you know, in the commentating side of things, you know. Okay, we've only been doing this, what, been two years, I think? Yeah, you know, two and a bit. Just sort of, sort of pre-COVID, sort of just before COVID hit, sort of thing. Well, but before just, COVID, when COVID hit, is when we really knuckled down on the interview well, side of things. Yeah. But just even just you know, just a simple message, you know, we, you know, for me, you know, just Joe Blow, expecting nothing, you know, instant, you know, yeah, mate, no dramas, you know, freaking happy days. It's good to see. Obviously, We've been pretty lucky. Some of the commentators and that, you know, yourself included. Now, you know, just you know, willing to give up a little bit of their time and that to, um, yeah, to give back. It's great. It's great to see. Um, anyway, we'll push on because otherwise we'll sit here and we talk in gibberish and talk in Newcastle and Bar TV. And We're very ABC. good at talking gibberish. We are. We are. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but obviously we talk, we talk Bar TV, how you got your start there. We may as well crack on into the Fox Sports. Um, 
how did that all come about? Who, who how, how, how did it work out? Did you go to them? Did they come hunting, hunting you? Yeah, so um, it was 2016 and um, the Bar TV guys, so to sum it up briefly, for, for when the FFA Cup first started, uh, I think the first year Fox just broadcast one game per match day. And then after that, um, the year after that, when did it start? 2014. So 2015, I think they they then started streaming games yeah. Uh, yeah. to their online platform. Now, um, Bar TV with a group who streamed it for Fox. Um, uh-huh. So so the Bar TV guys were just having a chat. This was not of my doing, but they were having a chat to Murray Shaw, who was the head of, um, well, the EP of football at Fox. And they said, oh, we've got this young bloke up in Newcastle. Um, that you know, would you be keen to listen to see what you know his stuff and and see what you think? You know, if you need, I think it was more like if you need someone, he's yeah. available. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so Murray and um, his offsider, who is Jeff Bullock, um, used to be at Fox as well. Um, Jeff probably kept. He was the one that sort of kept in touch with me and said, you know, go, you know, you're going well here, blah blah blah. So. Um, they got, gave me a chance to call the um, uh, round of 32 game in the FFA Cup 2016. It was Shamrock Rovers Darwin. They arrived oh, in a I remember limo. That game. Yeah, and they played against Brisbane Strikers. Brisbane. And I went down to Fox and called it off the TV. And it was <laughs> so difficult because it was only one camera and the picture quality wasn't brilliant. So... I think I mucked up. I mucked up one of the goals, but all the others were all right. I think, and yeah, it was that was a real challenge. But yeah. obviously, they thought it was all right. So the next year, I came back and I think I did a couple of games. Um, then the next year, same deal, and then uh, the Asian Cup was 2019. Yeah. So that's when Simon and Speedy went over to um, the UAE yep. to call yeah. that. So. Um, uh, Jeff uh, got in touch and said, "Oh, we're going to need some callers for um, yeah for the A League in yep. um, in a couple of months' time. So we'd be keen to get you involved." But just before then, they said, "Oh, we need a caller for the this Usain Bolt trial match we're broadcasting <laughs> uh, down at Campbelltown Stadium. This is 2018." Yeah. And, and I'll um, yeah, just say, Ben, I was going to go into that. Yeah, the one thing that yeah. I was sort of doing the research, and I'm like. Oh, that's right. He was there. That's <laughs> the first thing that went through my brain was, hang on, Simon Hills were still there, your Slaters and all that, Bozzer and all that were all still there, and they weren't around to call that? Like, <laughs> Well, I know, um, I don't, yeah, I know Simon wasn't a big fan of, um, from what he said publicly no. about old Usain yeah. coming to, to town. And, you know, it was a bit of a gimmick, yeah. let's be honest. Yeah. But, oh, um it gave the league some publicity for a period of time. So I don't, I don't know how it all worked out, but it was myself and Daniel McBrain who called it, and yeah. Adam Peacock was on yeah. the sideline. Um, and, yeah, so they just said, oh, yeah, because um, the, the first game I think they played against the Central Coast Select side, and there was no commentator as such. I know Adam's yeah. doing commentary at the moment, but I think mm-hmm. he was just sort of, you know, just sort of hosting the match in a way with, with Robbie Slater and someone else. And yeah, then the next one they said, oh, we want someone to commentate this game. So I was like, yeah, Kane. And I think they wanted to give 
us a go because Daniel McBrain, who's obviously now coaching assistant coach of the Jets, mm. um, was just starting out. So they wanted to give us an opportunity just to see how we went. That was because that was my first sort of TV broadcast. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, so I thought to myself, okay, Usain Bolt, if he scores, I've got to have something that I can say yeah. apart from Bolt scores, you know. So um, I think I said something about the Jamaican juggernaut and that will feel like gold in reference to gold. You know, there's yeah. a bit of connection there. So I, I really thought thought that through. Um, and it was awesome when he scored. And let's be honest, um, if I commentate for rest of my life i probably won't have a goal that's watched by that watched by that many people around the world so that's what murray um shaw said to me afterwards yeah. he said he said yeah you probably peaked a bit early <laughs> you won't you won't you won't have a goal watched by that many people again so that was yeah that was pretty funny actually so oh, well yeah yeah what an, what an experience first up and you say yeah. bolt I, I still feel like I look back on that and I don't really think, gee, that was strange. Maybe in 10 years' yeah. time, I might. Yeah. But because at this point in my career, I'm just, and, and this is sort of what happens when I play sport as well. And, you know, you you do something that's that's um, that you're proud of at the time, but then it's all about the next thing, you know. I need to keep mm. working hard. I need to, you know, look out for these opportunities or that kind of thing. So you don't always get a chance to reflect. So yeah. Um, maybe in five, ten years' time, I might look back and go, "Gee, that was strange, wasn't it?" Usain Bolt playing football. But, <laughs> yeah, it's Absolute yeah, classic. It was, it was, yeah, it was an interesting moment in Australian Australian football history. That's for sure. Oh, um, yeah. But yeah, at the end of the day, put bums on seats. People went to watch it, and yeah, at the end of the day, he scored. He done, he done something. Yeah. He done half of what he said he was going to do. So. Um, I mean, I mean he's no, he's no Alexander Coco. I'm going to score more goals than Tim Gale. <laughs> yeah, that's that's so funny. That, ben, that is so funny. He said that because I was talking to a mate today, and we're talking about. Um, I haven't seen the quote, but Rudy Justed was saying that he was going to score bucket load of goals this season more yeah. than someone. Yeah. Um, and. And then I said, yeah, yeah, remember the uh, Alexander Coco who came to the Jets and said he'd score more than Tim Cahill or he said something like, who's Tim Cahill? I don't yeah. know who he is. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 I think the only one that said something along that line and actually, you know, made it to a decent degree is Ola Toivonen. Yeah, he had some swagger he, and he, he could back it up. Yeah, oh, yeah, he was a great player. He said he, he, was, out, he was out to score plenty and prove himself and he did yeah not not many let's be honest our um resume for superstars you know, you know that have come out and they're going to do really really well isn't fantastic you know you um your onos and stuff and del piero's take them aside they're ruining their class yeah but some of the big flops you know freaking mario jardel how good was he he was a superstar <laughs> Another Jets the, the, the Jets' track record with, oh, with with foreign signings is not great. Not great, and that's that's is not great, and that's really understating it. It's it's pretty poor. It's our track record ain't great. Anyway. I mean, the only time I can have a laugh about that is when the Jets sign an international player, and then the Coasties go and sign them straight away. And <laughs> well, boys, and that was Jair. I've I've done some uh, research on that, and just Rudy just said actually said that hopefully I will dominate the league more than Toivonen. So Toivonen, yeah. 
Well, he's, he's dominating it on the injury front. Yeah, it's not, <laughs> I hope he, I hope he can get some games towards the back end. But anyway, anyway, he he, he's, he needs he's not my favourite. He played for the Villa. Enough said. Like Robbie Cruz is not my favourite, but for God's sake, do oh, something. God, come on. He needs to do something or bloody retire. He needs to go back to Germany. He, he, he looks so good over in Germany, Robbie Cruz. Yeah. But anyway, that's off topic. Um, what's, what's, what you just brought it up a little bit before, obviously, the rowing side of things. Is that a, a number number one sport? Is that behind football? Or what's, what's, yeah. your, what's your obsession with rowing, mate? How'd that all come about? You're doing well by looks, medals, and Christ knows what. So, yeah. Well, yeah, so um, I started on my birthday, actually, in 2012, I think. That was the year. And the reason I remember is because it was on my birthday. That was my sort of first come and try session. Um, and the reason I started was because a few of the boys at school um, had just started. And, I, yep. and I'm and i someone that probably at that point, it was just starting to turn for me that instead of focusing on playing sport just for sport, I wanted to make sure that sport was really keeping me fit. Sometimes mm. you can play. I was playing tennis. Obviously, tennis, you know, you need a bit of fitness, but there's a lot of hand-eye skill involved and that yep. kind of thing. So I really wanted to maximize the fitness that I really got out of sport at that point. So I was doing a bit of ru- a lot of running, rowing. Um, and I really enjoyed it from starting because when I grew up, I played a lot of tennis. That was my main sport growing up. Um, yep. Tennis, um, cricket in, in summer, obviously started with league, a bit of football, but not much because I sort of stopped playing football around, um, yeah, under, I'm trying to think under eights or nines and then I went to league and then I stopped playing league and was focusing a lot on my tennis and then I didn't come back to playing football until um, a few mates from school uh, said yeah we're, we're playing in an all-age comp and I was like yeah okay I'm up for that so I um, went back to that but then it just got too hard to play football and also commentate it just got a yeah. little bit too difficult so I needed a sport that I could be flexible with and train at any time. And that was the same thing that happened with cricket is that I stopped playing cricket um, probably, what was that, three, four years ago now just because of that reason, because it was just too hard with with commentary work. So rowing worked in really well with that. And then, so, yeah, I sort of rowed till about 2019. And then I mainly in singles probably, singles, because I did a lot of my training on my own. Um, and then I did a bit of, um, yeah, then I sort of moved to, to train for a few triathlons cause I just got bored of rowing. Um, yeah. I just wanted something a bit different. So in the last year I've come back to rowing, but I have, haven't been training as much on the water. I've only been doing one session and I've been rowing doubles with a, with a mate and, what I've found out is that because um, rowing's a highly technical sport, once you've got the technique, um, it can take a while to get the technique. But once you've got a solid mm-hmm. technique, then it's just yep. about building that fitness base. So I've mainly been just keeping up my training in all sports. So running, cycling. Cycling is so similar to rowing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then effectively just doing sort of my one, maybe sometimes two on water sessions a week with, with gym sessions. And um, it's been amazing, actually. It's been really good because um, it's just been different. Um, it hasn't involved because the issue with rowing is it's an, in- it's an inefficient sport in the sense that you've got to drive to the club, get the boat out, get on the water, bring it in, wash it, 
and then drive back home. Whereas if you go for a run or a ride, you know, bang, you do it and it's yeah. done. Yeah. So that's sort of why I cut back. But um, yeah, it's um, I've definitely been enjoying it lately. Um, and doing it with other people, that's what I've really learned is that competing, uh, uh, doing training sessions with other people yeah. is what I try to do every single session because mm. I work harder, it goes quicker, it's so much more enjoyable than yeah, doing it on my own like I did for yep. probably too many years. But uh, yeah. 100%. I, I don't know how people do individual sort of stuff, but like that, just even going to the gym, like I can't even do that. You know no, what I mean? Headphones. Like, I would rather run. I was gonna, yeah, I'd rather just obviously, you know, being that sort of team, it's what, you know, it's why I played football my whole, my whole life sort of thing. But um, yeah, I don't know. I don't have people do individual sports and on their own. It's yeah, yeah, not my no, cup of tea anyway. The general. Um, yeah. Oh, look out. He's trouble. The general's the here. The general's come to give a bit of stick. Newcastle's greatest. Um, Benny, need to come in and see me for a new suit and all these public <laughs> appearances. He's making, needs to look his best. He knows well, where I'm Well, go. I can say the suit that I wear on Fox is from the Generals. It's the Generals, oh, yeah. So uh-huh. I went in there with uh, Chris Turner uh, probably too long ago now. I probably am due, actually. He's like, you better come in and see him. Oh, go in and see. Everyone else in the chat, if you haven't been in there, head in and see the general at the gentleman's outfitters. Um, He's suiting me and Lockie and all that up for Lockie's wedding. Um, I was in there a couple of weeks ago, actually, when I was up there over Easter. But, yeah, if you haven't been in there, get in there. He's got some great stuff in there. And um, get your suits and look your best, as always, as he always does. Sharp, sharp and fly. Loves it. Um, we're going we're gonna to slowly wrap it up, mate. We're going to hit you with a few few harder questions. Um, quick, shorter, shorter questions, but obviously a little bit harder. Um, and we'll start with this one. Where do we? Where do you see yourself in five years, mate? Where do you want to be? Obviously, call, probably still calling the A League. Um, I tell you what, uh, one goal that I would love to, and and this depends a lot. This is the issue with when you're setting a sports goal. So I sound like a politician. I'm now changing the <laughs> changing the answer. But what I would say is. You know, when you're setting a goal for sport, you know, you know that that goal is not really, it's difficult to explain, but, but you know that goal is not too much going to be affected by too many external factors. So you can say sort of, I want to run a sub, I don't know, you want to run one minute 10 for 400 metres, for example. You know, if you do the training, you can get that. The issue with commentary goals is a lot of it comes down to, which TV stations have the broadcasting rights. So yeah. you might not actually get to get to um, you know, call something that you would love to because the TV station you work for doesn't have the rights. But what I will say is I'd love to um, be involved in the, the broadcast for the um, Women's World Cup in 2023. And I 100% understand the, the need for um, female commentators. And I think it's awesome. Um, getting more female commentators um, into the game. Um, so I want to see, I really want to see that grow over the coming years. But I would, yeah, I, one yeah. thing I'd say is I'd really love to um, to to be involved in in that broadcast in some way, but we'll, yeah. 
wait and see what happens there. Yeah, but five years, yeah, hopefully I'm still commentating sport in some capacity. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you've just touched on it and I've had the question here raring to go, mate, and that's um, we talk about hard-hitting questions. Um, here it is. Where do you think the A-League rights will end up? Yeah, difficult one. Obviously, obviously, obviously working for Fox, it's hard, but, you know, yeah. If, oh, let's let's rule Fox out of it. Let's say, yeah, whatever. They're not going to have it. Who, who do you think? Where, where do you think it might end up? Well, I can't. I, I don't think I can rule Fox out. I I think from what I've heard, from what I've heard, um, I think it's um at the moment between Fox and Nine or Stan. So like Fox yeah, K yeah. Nine Stan. Optus has been bandied about, but um I'm not a hundred percent sure because the talk is with um outside broadcast and that kind of thing. Normally, a lot of their broadcasts have been feeds. You know, they'll take yeah, a feed yeah. of the Champions League. Yeah. So um, there was talk about sports flick, but there's been some doubts. There's been some reports um, that have cast doubt on on whether they're going to have the Champions League rights. So yeah. I just think the obvious one is is with a, a major TV network. And the two that have come out, um, there's been no talk of Channel 10 or... Um, mm or seven, you know, ABC and SBS yep. either. Obviously, ABC are simulcasting one A-League game around and the W-League yeah. as well, the one game around. Yep. But I, th- I think it's probably going to come down to between um, Foxtel or, or Channel 9, where it goes. Yeah, I'm not going to speculate on that. I've, got, I've really yeah. got no idea. And, and no. that's all at, a, all at a high level, so... Yeah. No, and, and that's it. Like it's, I know it's a hard, hard question. And look, let's be honest. Let, let's hope it stays where it is. You know what I mean? Like, it, yeah, we'd love to see it. Um, do I personally, as as a football fan, um, they need a lot of. I think Fox need that needs something. Um, I, I don't know a great deal into it with, like, say, Simon Hills and stuff like that being released. But when that sort of happened, I was very. What the hell? Very dubious. Yeah, why are we getting rid of this commentator? You know, Simon Hill is, in my opinion, probably one of the best in the business at the moment. Mm. Um, and we just sort of let him go and so forth. So, as I said, hopefully it doesn't change. Hopefully Fox pull their finger out and they do something and they get the right people in, you know, not let others go um, and just get the right people in and do more and just put it to bed. I think that's the biggest thing. That's the biggest one. Put it to bed. Regardless of who it is, just let's work it out and sort it out and move well, on. I think, I think mm-hmm. um, from what the reports have been, it's um, and Vince um, Rigari tweeted, a, I think maybe last week, that yep. there's talk to be decided in the next few weeks. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I was told a week ago that probably weeks and not months, but you know, we were probably told that with the. Oh, um, who knows, yeah. With. Um, a number of things in Australian football. So uh, we were told yeah. that about the new Super League, and it's gone twenty four hours later. Yeah, yeah. So well, not just football, the world. You know, any, anything that happens, the vaccine. Let's not talk no. about that. <laughs> There's promises made that aren't yep. always delivered. So let's just. Uh, my my opinion is just wait and see, and when it happens, it happens. happens It'll yeah. happen at some point. And enjoy the football while we still can. <laughs> Whatever, wherever it is, as long as it's good. Um, Those that uh, are true to the sport will follow. <laughs> Shit, exactly. 
Uh, best A-League ground? Central Coast Stadium. It's a pretty pretty quick answer, isn't it? Oh. Yeah. Adelaide's not far behind, but Jesus it's a palm Christ. tree. We've been spending some time on the coast, haven't we? Yeah, we have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a great... It is a lovely, uh, picturesque ground. Um, I'm... I'm not going to disagree because me and Josh were talking about this the other day when that whole Manchester United are coming out to, you know, possibly buy. He's like, Josh mentioned to me, he goes, it's one of the only football stadiums that has stand, 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 beach. Lotion, relate, whatever you call it. Like, water views, how can you get rid of that? Build up. If you said my favourite um, ground in the world, I, and and this is from from a similar reason because I love getting on the outdoors, love you yeah. know nature and all that kind of thing. I would say to you, this could be you know reverse psychology in a way, but they've done a great job this club of reusing an old mine. And obviously, mines mine's not the greatest for the environment, <laughs> but they've reused it in a great way, and it's Braga in um, Portugal. Yeah. You yeah. check out their ground; yeah. uh, it yeah. builds it. Yeah, they'll love it. I want to go to that, um, yep. the ground. Um, yeah. I've, I've been to my favourite, and the only one that comes in a close second is watching the Coast lose at their own stadium, eight too. <laughs> That's the only <laughs> time Blue Tongue Stadium's any good. Can, 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 I, can I say it, Ben? I know you don't mind me saying it. Which one? He was talking about Braga in Portugal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm half Portuguese! <laughs> Now, That's I'm right. I've been I've been to St Andrews Trillion Trophy Stadium, but it was St Andrew, just St Andrews back then. Yeah. No, well, I was going to say I was going to say my my whole dad's side is Portuguese, and I have actually been there. It was a long, long time ago now. But I've watched plenty of games over that side, and it's well worth it if you get over there. Hundred percent. Beautiful. beautiful. Sometime we might get there at some point, but um, yeah, not yeah. not the next day, not yeah. the next five years, mate. Just take your time. Yeah, yeah. Perth's new stadium, Mary reckons. Is that um? That's Optus. Perth, Optus. Nah, too big. Too big. See, for for me, Adelaide. I, I, yeah, Coopers. You can't. It's hard to go past. Other than the the atmosphere is brilliant. The only the only bad thing and the only bad thing about that stadium is it's there's no roof. So if it rains, you're getting wet. Yeah, yeah. To watch football though, it's 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 probably the best one I've been to. I've, I've been to every every one except for when they when the Jets played in New Zealand. Ooh, they, which and one? They didn't, play, and they didn't play the Kate team. They went up to oh, where's, where's your dad from? Where's your dad's mate from up there? Napier. Place? Napier. They played in Napier once. So that's probably one of the only ones I haven't really done. So, but no, Adelaide. Adelaide you can't go past Adelaide. It's great. Great place to watch football, other than Energy Australia Stadium, when it's full. Marathon Stadium, what, what, the International, whatever you McDonald Jones. It's been everything. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be another 20. 2018 20. Grand Final. Yeah, that was an atmosphere. We won't go down that one. No, let's not. Um, and other than that, mate, the last two questions I've got for you, one real simple one, and the other one is, what? sorry, how do you think the public sees you in the media? How do you think the public yeah. sees me? Yeah, how do they, yeah. How do you, th- how do you think this? Obviously, you look at it where you've, you know, you know, everyone's got their thoughts on Bozer and his hair. <laughs> I was going to ask you about that to be fair. That was a but how do you think the fans are obviously reacting and stuff like that? Um, well, what I can say is from everyone that's interacted with me or majority of the people on Twitter, it's been, uh, yeah, they've been fantastic. 
Um, And I think one thing that has been funny and not of my doing is the amount of strange events that have occurred when I've been commentating. Now, I know that strange events happen during games, but Mm. I think I've, I don't know, I've encountered how many A-League games I've called, but I would have maybe called between 20 and 30. And I was counting the other day, at least four or five of them have had strange things happen or a delay or yep. this, that, and the other. Yeah. So I don't know. I think some people might think I'm responsible for these strange <laughs> events, but yeah. Bloody hell. That's funny. Now the, the call, the call when, um, yeah, it's blank out of my head just before. The the young bloke from the Central Coast, he got on. Yeah, got Matt on. Matt Hatch. Oh <laughs> yeah, good. yeah, that call. If you haven't seen it, guys, go check it out. It's all over YouTube. You'll see it everywhere. Um, that was brilliant. It was really well done. Yeah, it was like. The, yeah, thanks, boys. Yeah, and, backstory, and, and it was good. It was it was fantastic to to be part of that. To be honest oh. with you, it was it was really, and I get a massive kick out of young like. The other week, the Jets lost 2-1 and mm. Leighton Brooks scored to win the game. And I was yeah. so happy for that young man to score his, score his first goal. It's, it's so exciting to see the young players doing well this year. And Matt Hatch is yep. just one of many who have yeah, been so thrilling to watch. Because I'm a young person, you know? So no, yeah, I, hey, 24, 24? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, I'm 24. Yeah. And, I, and I see these... And I massively respect the fact that I got given a go when I was young and yep. some people would say he's before his, you know, why are you giving a bloke that's this young a go? Um, yeah, well, why not? And and I massively respect young guys getting a go and doing well because I think to myself, it's so good that they're getting the opportunity and I can sort of see and, um, yeah, massively respect the people that gave them that chance because I was given that chance. So, um I think that I should um, really be massively um, behind these boys and girls that come through because yeah, it's it's pretty special. It is. It's good. It's good to see. Obviously, Ben and I were talking about it before the season started that it's going to be great to see this year how many youngsters get a chance and get their go, and how many will take yeah. it. That's the biggest one. You know, how many are going to take it? The young young Central Coast Mariners player, Alex Quall. Chance. Yeah, Quall. Yeah, he's gone. Gets his chance to go. He's overseas. on the Bundesliga. <clears throat> and you know um, what? At the start of the season, when when we were discussing this, Josh, that's the sort of stuff you want to see. Hundred percent, hundred percent. You want to see these young blokes getting getting their chance and doing really well. It's good to see them doing well on the pitch and watching some of these, you know, decent players struggle. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's it's bad. It's not, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Like you know, you don't want to see them struggle, but um, you know, the youngsters are just I don't know. It's their game at the moment. You know, it's. Yeah. Hundred, yeah, 100%. And, and what I'd love to see is we saw what Kyra Cooney-Cross did in the W League Grand Final. Oh, and I only, call, I only called one W League game this year involving oh, victory. Yeah. And she was outstanding. She was yeah. so good to watch. And I hope that that is going to maybe just show us what the A-League Grand Final could be like in terms of a young player, which has been the story of the season, stepping up and and, yeah, and taking it, providing the match winner, setting it up, scoring it. So, watch and see. Yeah. Yeah, no, she was good to watch when I watched from down here, just watching her move her up and down that pitch. Oh, yeah, <laughs> something else. So, um, oh, Maddie just brings it up. Were you were, you were, were you commentating at the at Gosford when the goalpost, goalpost? 
New Year's Eve. Yeah, yeah. goalpost fell down. Yeah, the goalpost yeah, that was. Down yeah, that. Funnily enough, that was my um, that was my first game uh, of A League that I called. Yeah, where Michella <laughs> ran into the post. We had to pad yeah. for forty minutes because we didn't have. <laughs> we only had we had Glenn Lauder on the sideline, but we yeah. didn't have a. Um, like a studio hosting or anything like that. So yeah. Glenn was running around downstairs trying to get information. Daniel McBreen and I are padding for as long as we possibly could. <laughs> and um, yeah, that was interesting. And I'm just trying to think the other things. We had the lightning takeout, one of the light oh, poles the other yeah. week, Sydney. We had the flooded pitch, um, Perth and the Mariners. Oh, yeah. that was yeah. A, that, yeah. was, that game to watch. Oh, every time they took a step, yeah. It was like they were all treading water. Yeah, so there you horrible. go. Just, just uh, add it to the list. That's what I just think. Add it to the list. <laughs> there it is. Um, and that's pretty much us, mate. We've gone, just got this one little question that Vandenberg asked me to ask. Um, I, I have no This idea. could go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I'm worried about this one. <laughs> <laughs> like, I get it, but I was just... I'm like, you know, I'll, I'll say it and definitely make sure that it was his words. I've got the text message if you want proof that it was for him, not me. Um, he, uh, he, just, he just asked, just just ask him if Homer off The Simpsons is his favourite Simpsons character. <laughs> Purely because of the last name I get, I gather. Homer is my favourite off The Simpsons. Well, how about this? How about I tell you this? Um, uh, I, my nickname with um, the guys that I work with at Bar TV is Bart because Homer, so they call me Bart, as in Ben. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm sorry, this is bad, but I um, haven't watched a whole lot of The Simpsons. I actually need to because I, I feel like I would really enjoy it. But growing up, our family wasn't a Simpsons family. I was a Get Smart, Seinfeld yes. um, family, but I didn't watch a whole lot of The Simpsons. But I know, I know, because I'm really into everything, you know, the references and everything that they make yeah. to history and all that. So I probably need to go back and and watch it. But yeah, growing up, it's it's so funny because what your family watch has a massive influence on on what you do. And we just weren't a Simpsons family, but Seinfeld, yeah. Definitely. So, <laughs> so I'm building Get Smart. They were the big two from sort of old, old um, TV smart. shows. Wow. So. Uh, yeah, it's 24. I'm sitting there going like, "Wow, that was old when old. I'm only 32. Yeah, we're 24. <laughs> Get smart. We've got we've got every oh, yeah. yeah we've got every CD there from the old from the series. Oh, so so yeah. good thinking, 99. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. And no, the mate, shoe anyway. phone. That's it, the shoe phone. The shoe phone. Oh, classic. Anyway, we're going to wrap it up there, mate. We do honestly um, thank you for giving up a bit of your time to obviously talk to us, obviously, about yeah, what it's like life in a co- life as a commentator and um, how, it all be- how it all came about. And honestly, mate, from us to you, we hope you do absolutely brilliant with obviously everything you're doing so far. Um, and may it continue, regardless of the rights and everything else that may happen with Fox Sports. The more games, uh, the merrier. More games, enjoy them, and, yeah, hopefully we'll get you on at some point later on, um, yeah, and see what else is going on then. Uh, thanks, Josh. Thanks, Ben. Massively appreciate you having me on. You have a uh, good uh, evening. You say you, you say good day to Boz's hair for me. <laughs> <laughs>
I love it. I love it. I love him. I do. <laughs> just the hair cracks me up every time. It's like what I wait for. Fox comes on, the, the intro comes on, and I'm just waiting. Is it style back? Is it in the wind? It was, you know, if it's a nice windy day, nah. good old Bozza. Love him. Right on, mate. Take it easy. Thanks, boys. Catch See you. Cheers, buddy.